What's going on, everybody? This is the Ground Up Podcast, and I'm co-host Aaron Rock, and this is... Keisha Rock, and today you're going to hear an interview we did with Calvin Thompson. He's the owner of Cool Breeze Truck Driving. Yes, yeah, so the owner-operator trucker. He's going to tell us about his story, his little journey. Yeah, and today was a really interesting interview. I learned a lot more about truck driving. Right. Um, also, just he he tells a story in a way of you continuously see every obstacle he came up against when becoming the businessman that he is today. And he just continued to persevere. So a lot of perseverance. Right. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're up for a challenge, you can really build anything from the ground up. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go. This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. What's going on? What's going on? This is the Ground Up Podcast, and this is Aaron and... Keisha Rock. And we got my man on the on the line right now, Calvin Thompson, man. Say what's up to everybody, man. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? What's going on? So my man Calvin, man, he, you know what I'm saying, young, young entrepreneur, brother, man. Um, I know him from semi-pro football, but you know what I'm saying? I know he got his own little following and everything like that. And he's an entrepreneur, but I'm not gonna tell this man's story i'm gonna let him tell his story tell him tell the people how they, how they might know you bro uh well first a lot of people know me from uh, probably club promotion um club promotions parties uh sports football um high school um that's pretty much how people know me um just generally being in the, in the community and being active and uh basically that's yeah, basically how people know me. Right, 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 right. So I have to ask, what clubs did you promote? Uh, any any club you think of, I did them all. Nice. I did them all, always from uh, I don't know, I'm old, I'm older guys, always from Club Matrix, uh, VIP, uh, <laughs> all the way up to uh, um, Escape. That was a good, that was an old one. Have a nice day, all the way up to. Oh, have a nice day. day. Oh Lord. Half yes. <laughs> Factory. <laughs> yeah, so all in the Richmond area. That's nice. I feel like club promotion is a sort of, I don't want to say, I don't know, entrepreneurship, but definitely a business. Oh, that's um, definitely entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, it gives you a lot of business experience doing that. Right, right. It does. It does. So, my man, I, I, so knowing that's, so that's what you started your entrepreneurial career in, like uh, club promotion and everything like that, and like, Talk about that growth, like into that, into that field. Well, can I just say before we get too deep into Calvin's story, Calvin, um, I want to say this is our first telephone interview, and we have to mention <coughs> why. And don't, and don't yeah. cough while I'm mentioning this. Jeez. Sorry, man. Sorry, so we sorry, should sorry. mention to the listeners that this is currently what is today, March twenty. Just the March 29th. Today is currently March 29th, and this is day, what, 14 of me being on quarantine? So we are currently going through the public health crisis, the coronavirus, and we're not able to, you know, meet up with Calvin in person to do this interview because everybody's pretty much self-quarantined themselves. Social distancing. Social distancing. So how has that been affecting, you know, you and your family, Calvin? How are you guys, you know, panning out with that? Um, far as family, um, well, my dad... Uh, I, I got a monitor to my dad because he has the uh, uh, respiratory upper rep- uh, respiratory uh, uh, issue right now. So right, right. trying to, um, you know, he's not allowed to be around people. So I'm trying to monitor him, make sure he's all right. Um, right. As far as family, my kids is just, you know, they they don't know too much about it. They just want to play, you know. Um, yeah. So I try to they, they keep them young, active, right? keep them outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still young, so they don't they don't know really know what's going on. They know it's a virus. They don't really understand why they gotta be at home why they can't go do this why they can't do that right yeah right right, right. you know um besides that i'm trying to keep them school is out so i'm trying to keep them like um uh educating them um as much as i can while i do have my own time 
right. you know, playing with them, you know, keeping them outside, keeping them active because they all they both play sports, so they can't play sports right now. So, oh, yeah, trying mm-hmm. to keep them motivated, active, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, and I know we haven't gotten into like your your own business yet, but is this affecting your work life right now? No, not at all. Actually, is actually I'm just like a nurse doctor essential essential oh. worker that's that's what it's called i'm one myself yeah gotcha gotcha okay. yeah all right so i just had to address that really quick but let's go back so we want to learn about who you are calvin so where'd you where are you from and just tell us a little bit about your upbringing uh i'm from texas oh, san antonio wow. texas uh parents of military both are military traveled around the world um I was, you know, I lived in Germany, brothers from Germany, um, lived in a lot of places in the U.S., um, Texas, Louisiana, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> You've been all yeah. over, man. <laughs> what brought you to, Vir- yeah, I've been, to Virginia? Um, my dad retired in Virginia. Okay. So, um, we, he, uh, I think he did his last, his last job in Fort Lee. We stayed on Fort Lee for a little bit and, um, we, I came here in 98 so i went to uh uh, uh what do you call it elementary fifth grade here in virginia uh-huh. so um started there we were living in fort lee and they used to take me to school back and forth to chesterfield school until we moved to chesterfield gotcha. so um and that's we've just been here since you know yeah how old are you coming 32 32, okay. So so let's go up. So we get to high school. I'm assuming, you know, you graduated high school. Then what did you want to do or what did you decide to do with your life after that? I'm trying to lead you lead up to when you started your business. I mean, I was kind of, you know, high school was just, you know, you don't know what you want to do. Right. Uh, you know, I know at, I at the time. Right. I, I didn't have a clue. I didn't. <laughs> You know, I was in ROTC. I was in ROTC. I was kind of following the steps of my dad. Mm-hmm. So I did the ROTC. I did it four years in Meadowbrook. Uh, you went to Meadowbrook? You know, I was, I was, Wait, time yeah, out. Yeah, I went to Meadowbrook. Time I, I, went, out, time I graduated out. from Meadowbrook. <laughs> and so what, uh, I came out in 2006. I graduated like, I in 2007. On, huh. Yeah, I played on the um, championship team. Now um, I feel like I have to go stalk see, your I, Facebook I, to see I, if I, I know you. I, I, know, I know him from semi-pro football. That's where I know him from. Yeah, I played a little bit uh, semi-pro. It won't. It won't a lot. But that's what I recognize him from. Then I was like, I know, I know, I know, a little man. Let me let me holler at him because I, I I admire what he was doing on Facebook, doing you know, with the trucking stuff, getting the trucking license and stuff like that. And a lot of the people I know. We all started getting our CDLs. Okay, so we definitely we have two hundred and thirteen mutual friends on Facebook. (laughs) So I feel like somewhere down the line, I do know you. (laughs) You you might I don't know I I I don't know I gotta see yeah you might know me through school or parties you might see me mutual friends yeah that's funny anyway okay so um (laughs) all right so you were following your dad's footsteps ROTC and then you kind of you know graduated and weren't too sure what you were gonna do then then what's next. Well, actually, I was doing OTC. I tried to get into the military. Uh, it didn't go out right. I failed the test by, like, I missed it twice by, like, two points, something like that. I guess, you know, it just wasn't for me. So, uh, yeah. Were you disappointed? I, I, I was at first, but then I was like, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, but then I knew I wanted to make money. Right. right, right. So uh, I started working uh, at high school. I started working, like, uh, especially like during football season, I was football season. I was doing football, and then I was playing. Uh, I was working on the weekend, so I worked like Saturday and Sunday uh, on the weekend. And um, I started at Captain D's. Mm-hmm. Very young, you know. I wanted all the stuff, you know, the material things. You know, I wanted all the shoes and all that. Mm-hmm. Parents right. wouldn't give it to me, so it's like you need to go get a job. I, like, all right, I went and got a job. I got my little uh, 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 permission to work. You know, you had to get a little permission to work uh, as a student. Right. And um, I did that and I started working, you know, and uh, that's just what it was. And college, you know, I wasn't even interested in college because at that point in time, I was already going to parties and stuff. 17, hitting the team party. You got to think about it around that time. 17, when I was 17, 16, it was a lot of team parties. Yeah, that was house parties going on <laughs> down that. Down that, during that era, there was a lot of parties going on. 
and we would just be hitting parties too every weekend. I had money, I had a car, I was just out there. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Right. You know, I was just that was just me, you know. Um and I knew that I knew for a fact that school was for me because first of all I knew I didn't want to pay all that money um to go yeah. in debt and I already knew I was gonna be partying. So <laughs> it was kinda like it was a no brainer, it's like nah, this ain't gonna be for me. So I ended up straight out of when I straight graduated out of high school, I went to work with my dad. He worked at a uh uh like a uh, environmental cleaning type thing where you go and clean like uh tanks and stuff like that. You gotta wear a Tyvek suit. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, okay. Sounds like hard work. It was it, yeah, it's hard work, very physical work. Um and I was doing that, you know, um uh, for a while. I did it I think I stayed there for about a year, I did that and um I wanted, you know, I wanted more money, you know, started moving up the ranks and starting, you know, trying to get more money. Um, just like, you know, average person, you know, right. you, wanna, you, you got a little experience, you want to make more money. Um, I think I did, uh, after that, I did that for a year. And I went to like, uh, got my first warehouse job at Food Line Distribution. That's another yeah, job. That's, that's a, a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of, well, yeah, another one, a lot of work getting into where I think I got fired. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then fired. uh, yeah, I got fired. I think I did get fired. They said some crazy stuff, like oh, whatever, you know. Then I moved on, and um, what did I do? Uh, this was a big. This was about nineteen. So nineteen, I think I had a child. Well, no, not yet. Um, nineteen, I think I did some other jobs. In about twenty, I had my uh, you know, mess around and girls, you know, girl, I'm pregnant, you know, then. My first born, my first son is coming. Right, right. So during that time period, I was going through a lot, uh, through a lot, and I got in some trouble, mm. and I caught a charge, uh, a felony charge oh, that wow. stayed on my record for a while, forever. It don't go away. Yeah, right. So let's um, let's talk so, about that. I'm sure that affected you as far as <clears throat> finding jobs after that, right? Oh yes, it did. Yeah. Um, well. At, well, I had a job already. I was at this one when I when I caught that charge. I was working at Dupont. Oh, you had so, a good yeah, job. You had a good job too. Yeah, it was a contractor type job, but it, I was still making good money though. Right, but, right, right. Um, I was at Dupont, so pretty much what happened. I caught the charge while I was working at Dupont. I didn't tell them, uh, which you know I wasn't going to tell them anyway. So I had to stay there for I stayed there for eight years. Wow, I stayed for eight years till the till the felony blew over. I had to wait to the seven-year mark line so I can start, you know, yeah. get another job because nobody would hire me. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, fairly on my record. So, fast forward, I stayed there for about eight years. Um, and I, uh, what happened was uh, I had an opportunity. Well, it wasn't an opportunity. It was a girl I was dealing with in the past. Came back. She was in the military. She did a couple of tours. Came back to the U.S. And we started talking again. And, you know, she was living in Washington State out there in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So uh, what ended up happening, you know, I ended up getting a job, uh, a good job at Boeing Airplane. Uh, I went over to visit her and, uh, you know, we was talking. I was like, you know, basically saying, like, what if I moved out there? And, you know, you know, and she was like, you thinking about it? And I was like, I'm considering it, you know, and I right, started right. applying for a job. They called me. I went back home. They called me and was like, hey, we're... Uh, See you uh, applied for us, and um, they're looking to do an interview. I'm like, okay, this is the opportunity right here. So they gave me they, they gave me an opportunity. Um, so it all started and, with the but, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. It all started over the girl, oh, and she. Uh, I, I ended up quit my job at Dupont a big years, moved to Washington State um, for a couple months. Uh, didn't work out how I planned. The plan was to stay there and mirror plan plans and we we'll move to San Diego. Um, but at the same time that that y'all know that's the West Coast, so right, trying yeah. to get my kids my kids is more important. She didn't have any kids. So my it started affecting me as far as my, I wanted to be around my kids more and right. you know, me and her won't get along. So uh I ended up moving back. Uh Ended up moving it back, and then I got a job. The job started coming in easier. Right, I got right. a job at Reynolds when I came back. Came back in 2015. Uh, yeah, 2015. 
born in 2016. So it was like December, January. It was around Christmas. Mm-hmm. 2016, got a job at Reynolds off Jeff Davis. Another good job, making like $17, $18 an hour. Okay. Uh, did that for a while. Uh, and I was I was in the shipping. This is the first time me working in the shipping receiving. This is how this is how the whole trucking came in. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm working at Reynolds, you know, doing shipping receiving. I was renting graveyard. You didn't have no days. You know, all the all the older guys, people that seniority, they right. was doing the, the good gra- position. The, the so, gravy shifts. <laughs> the, yeah. So I got stuck with the graveyard shift. I was like, whatever, you know, making seven to eight thousand dollars. Let's do it. So I did that for about a year or close to a year. And I was working shipping and receiving, I loading trucks and all this. This is how I met my the first guy. He told me, um, this guy from Canada. I was unloading his truck. He was like, he was like, uh, look, man, what, uh, what are you doing? Like, you like what you're doing? I was like, I mean, it's a job. It's what it is. My mind wasn't really on trucking. wasn't really thinking about it. You know, my mom actually mentioned it a couple of times. She was like, why don't you go see that? I was like, nah, I don't want to do all that. Right. <laughs> so. You know, she brought it up like two times, twice, I think she did. And then this guy right here from Canada, he was talking. He was like, um, he was like, hey, man, when you load my truck, um, don't mess up my trailer. I was like, what you mean, don't mess up my trailer? He was like, yeah, this is my trailer. I just paid for three, three, uh, $3,000 for it. Me and him started talking and stuff. He was like, yeah, I'm an owner-operator. You know? mm. And I, um, this is, you know, I own my truck, I own my trailer. And, um, you know, I make good money doing it. I was like, you know, we started talking. He was like, yeah, I just got like $5,000 to run this local Canada to where you at. Oh, He's wow. like, yeah, this is what I do. I was like, okay. Um, and then I started looking into it. And, you know, at first I knew, I was like, well, I got to get my CDL first. Right, right. So what I ended up doing, you know, I ended up doing was I went and got my C- I went to, uh, I was at graveyard shift and I was like, well, let me go to uh, the Shipper's Choice to figure out the whole thing about getting a CDL. Right. How much it was. They're on, they're on. And um, I figured out how much it was. I couldn't get it. It was like $5,000. You put down $500 and uh, you can start. So I was like, cool. I did that. Paid the $500. But I was also, I knew I had to keep on working though. Because right. I can't stop working. I got bills. I couldn't stop working and go to, you know, go to do the school. Right. So, they had options. They said, hey, you can either do the weekends or you can do the, the three-week course during the week for three weeks, right. Monday through Friday. So I couldn't do that. So I was like, All right, I'll do the weekends. And it came out to be eight weekends, so pretty much two months. Right. So I did that while going to work also on Graveyard. So we did that. I got my CDL. I was tight. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got my CDL. I'm ready to start. <laughs> right. Not knowing, I was like, oh, I got into it. You know, like, oh, you gotta, you gotta get some experience. You gotta get some skin in the game for yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. what I think is interesting. That's, <laughs> that's what I find interesting about your story so far is most people. I, I well, from you know, Aaron's a truck driver, so right? Yeah. Most people I know who get their CDL, they don't go into it with the intentions on being an owner operator. So you like, they go in intentions. No, being a truck I, I didn't though. Okay. Yeah, I didn't actually. I didn't go into intentions as an owner operator. I just, I was, I was just wanted to just start driving trucks. Okay, okay. I, really think I was about like, he was operator. just like skipping all, you know, all the experience <laughs> no. that he would need. Okay, okay. It, it, yeah, you gotta a, have yeah, skin in the game. It's man. another story with the owner operator. Okay. It was, it was. Um, at the time, I could, I knew I couldn't. I went local first, so okay. I went backwards. A lot of people don't go from right. They go on the from over local the road to OCR. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I went. Totally I went local backwards. first too. Yeah. I went Aaron, he first. never had intentions of going over the road. He always did local. I, I, my plan was to stay local and, and just get a good job. It won't really on the entrepreneur level. But once I got a job, I started seeing people out there in the field, kind of kind of in your situation. A dude who was on the operator showing you how he how he basically showing you the game, and I was like, "Oh snap, maybe I need to look into that." That's how I got into entrepreneurship. But man, go ahead, keep keep saying what you were saying. Oh yeah, that's it's all about it's all it's, when you start talking to people and people start telling their stories and how they did it. Right. So basically, um, I got my CDL and I already knew from the gate out the gate I didn't want to go over the road. I was just like anybody else. I, I got at that time I had younger kids. Uh, I don't even think my second was born yet, was he? 
Yeah, he was born. I got two kids, so I had a younger kids at the time. Right now, they are they about to be eleven and seven, so they pretty much, yeah. um, you know, they pretty much doing their thing right now. They in school and so on. But at the time, they were young, got to stay home. My mom used to be on me about that. You don't be going on the road. You take care of them kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it was. So I went local and went to Coca Cola. I started my career. Coca-Cola. <laughs> I started at Pepsi. That's what's up, man. <laughs> So you know yeah, about, that was the only one that was hiring. Yeah, it was hiring, right? <laughs> yeah. I already knew it was going to be hard work. I was like, well, I'm already used to hard work. I did my whole life. So right, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, that definitely so, hard work with that. Yeah, so I did a year. They taught me, Coca-Cola taught me how to drive them trucks for real. You know, like, really, even though it yeah. was only seven years, but, but they, I was still like. Tell you how to fit them trucks, it. man, for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, was, they, they teach how to drive in the city. Yeah, you know, that parking and everything. Yeah, so that gave me the experience I needed. Right. Uh, as far as like helping me go over the road and all that, you know, as far as over the road, I think it's harder locally than it's hard over the road. Because over the road, you don't be driving in the cities like that. You drive at DCs and distribution centers. And yeah, you drive. Mainly, that's the main places you're going. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. so. I did that for a year, got my experience. I said, okay, I want to, it's time for mixing my money, man. I'm out here working. It's time, it's time to up it up. So I got another job. Uh, I left Coca-Cola. Got my year at Coca-Cola. Got a job at PFG, mm. Performance Food Group, which is a refrigerated uh, company that delivered food. Right, I got right. into the food business. Um, so places like, uh, I used to deliver to like uh, IHOP, uh, Arby's. Like the restaurant um, chain. Restaurant chains and stuff like that. Yeah, I started getting into that. Gave me reefer experience, refrigerated experience. Uh, so I started doing that for a while. That was some real hard work because that's that's a whole nother hard work right there. Um, <laughs> you going down a ramp with a dolly. Yeah. So that's another beast right there. So um, this is where it turns out again. So um, actually, well, Coca Cola. I met a guy, but he was he was talking about some illegal stuff. He was the owner operator too that came <laughs> into Coca Cola. And he's talking about how he failed and all this. Yeah, he was talking about some crazy stuff, like how he (laughs) failed and why he failed. I'm like, I kind of like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't listening to that. Right. (laughs) I was like, you know. Master plan type people, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it sounded like he was, you know, it sounded like he was doing some legal stuff anyway. So I was like, man, that's why you failed, you know, pretty much. I didn't know too much about under-operating still. But when I went to Florence Food Group, I end up, uh, it was, it was in, towards the end of my, uh, it was only about towards about three months in. There was a guy that came in. He was a guy that used to have his own business. He was telling me what he was doing. And I was like, so how'd you get into it? How'd you get a truck? You know, you know, I was, you know, I had my own truck and I had my own trailer. He was doing, I think, drive, drive in or something like that. And, uh, he was telling me how he did it. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, but then I was like, you know, I'm going to just continue to do what I'm doing right now. Everything's cool right now. Um, but a big situation happened while I was at Performance Food Group. And, um, oh, big situation happened at while I was at Performance Food Group. Uh-huh. And they was like, uh, I think they were trying to, like, fire me or something like that. Something happened in the city where they was like, uh, oh, you hit somebody in Car- I was I had a route in Cary Town. Uh, it was like, oh, you hit oh, somebody's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he said, you hit somebody in, in, in Carey Town you, and you ran off. I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, <laughs> it's, you, it's super, super tight in Carey Town. I know, I know, bro. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how, how am I, how am I invading? How am I running off in Carey Town? Carey Town, you know, you, you know, everybody knows Carey Town. You just don't run off in big trucks. <laughs> not, especially in no 18 wheel, bro. Yeah, not an 18 wheel. I was like, yeah, okay. I felt like they were trying to like surprise that because then it was like, hey, we, we need you to come in the office and uh, talk with the big guy. I'm like, man, I already know what this is about to be. So right. I ended up leaving before they fired me. Uh-huh. So I left. But between that, I was doing my research. This one, I was doing my research with owner operator. So you was already come to coming find up out. with a plan. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was coming up with something because I was watching YouTube videos. I started all this. YouTube. Yep. I didn't have no help. Nobody told me how to, you know, you know, this is what you need to do, this is what you need. To. I did all this off YouTube. Yeah, I had a lot of errors, right? You know, and you know, trial and error. But it is what it is, mom. Um, but I did all this rolling. off YouTube. <laughs> I got it going. So um, I had to figure out. I had to get experience OTR because 
uh, my local experience wasn't considered as experience in the OTR world. Wow. So I was like, all right. I was like, all right, cool. Let me let me think about something. OTR so is over, called, the over the road. Just want to make sure. Road. <laughs> so I went regional. Okay. The regional was good, good enough for me to do it. Because regional is considered o- over the road as well. Right, right, um, right. And with regional, you're considered- home every weekend, right? Well, they, they, this was how they trick it up. They said regional, you're home every week. <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll say every week. Everything got a game. Give you any day. Okay. Yeah, they'll say every week. So it could be like you be off, you got to do a reset. Reset is you got to take a a, a 34 hour reset so your clock can restart so you can get your 70 back. It's hours of service, rules, regulations in the right. trucking world. So basically, they would give me it. Well, I had a good dispatcher where I was home home every weekend so they were telling me though from the beginning it was like you might go home tuesday and wednesday or you might go home monday and tuesday it's just wherever we can get you home so yeah. me and the, so i so what i ended up doing is i went to jb hunt jb hunt's a mega carrier in the trucking world didn't you and i did at, regional didn't you work at jb hunt Aaron? Nah, man that was, i went to <laughs> J, uh, jl bishop that oh, was okay, like a septic tank company but All keep right. going bro <laughs> JB Hunt is the white and yellow truck you see out here. You'll yeah, see, I see it a lot. The truck is yellow. Yeah, I think I think you're. Um, so, no, no, no. I see. It. I know. I know what truck oh. trucking company you're talking about. I see it a lot. Yeah, so I went up with JB Hunt, and um, what I ended up this is my first experience over the road regional, and um, my route was pretty much Virginia. I'll go from Virginia to um, Georgia, from Georgia to like Louisiana. From Louisiana to um, Tennessee, then Tennessee back home, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much what I did every week. And I was like, "This ain't even bad. I'm down south. I ain't got to worry about the snow. I ain't got to worry about nothing." Right, right. You know, so uh, I did that for about JB uh, Hunt for like two months. You know, at the same time, this is when I'm still doing research, trying to figure out how I can get my first truck. Right. And um, I was on Facebook. I was in. I was in a couple groups on Facebook, the trucking groups. And um, yeah, I said something about looking for opportunity to own an operator or something like that. Right. Now, this is the, uh, I got my first shot. This guy, these Russians. Now, everybody knows, uh, <laughs> not to be, you know, don't be messing with, you can't mess with the Russians or the, the guy, they over here doing something. So, I my first opportunity was the Russian guy and they, um, out in Missouri. Uh-huh. So they gave me opportunities like, yeah, we can get you a truck, whatever you want, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> ooh, this, you know. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, all right, so I, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure out how I get my own truck thing like, out. Okay, I, 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 it's moving, so I know it's something out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what they mean about they can give you like, how does all that work? You get, it, piece it together for me. I don't get it. It was um, it, it was called a lease purchase deal. Okay. So you 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 basically you paying a weekly fee for the oh. truck, and then at the end of the term, it's your truck. Gotcha. So I'm okay. like, okay, that's. I got my first opportunity to do that. The insurance accepted me with with a uh, one year local experience, and uh, I mean, it, uh, not one year. It was pretty much probably about I don't know fourteen, sixteen months experience plus the JB Hunt OCR experience. Insurance finally accepted me as a uh, you know um, to lease on with somebody, right. you know. So they gave me the opportunity to do that, and um, it was a lease purchase deal. And the dude was like, "Okay, we'll give you the straight liner right here. You just got to put a down payment of five thousand." I was like, all right, you know, I'm looking at the terms. Like I said, I don't really know too much about owner-operator. Right, right. I don't know nothing about insurance, paying it weekly, am I paying a good amount, you know, am I getting ripped off or what? Right. So I ended up doing it. I had the $5,000, got a truck, uh, got a freight liner. It won't technically mine, still leases up. And um, I was doing that for a while, I think about six months. And I started doing more and more. I started getting more and more deep into what I was doing. And I kind of figured that, like, I was always in the shop with the truck. Mm-hmm. I was like, hold on, man. Like, y'all gave me this truck. I'm always in the shop. What's up? Right. I'm going to pay for it. But it comes out my, my weekly settlement at the end of the day because I'm considered a uh, LLC. Uh, right. You know, I got my own business. I'm still, I got my own business, you know, but. Did you say the truck was, always, was like, always in the shop? Is that what you said? Yeah, I was always in the shop, you know, with this truck they gave me. I was like, "Look, man, y'all gave me this truck, and I'm always in the shop, but y'all want me to buy the truck." And we started going. I started going back and forth with the owner of the company about it. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this ain't gonna work to me, man. It was a walkaway deal, so I ain't really had no time. So all I had to do was turn the truck back in, and I'm done. Okay, but good. I lose that five k. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, when the truck is I in lost, the shop, do, were you having to pay for the repairs? They would end up. They will front. This is what they do in the, in the industry. They will front the money, uh-huh. and but it comes out to your 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 settlement at the end of the, uh, the following week. Okay. Or whatever, whatever it was. I'm like, you know, that's how it works out there. So, I mean, you know, we don't want to got into it. And I was like, look, man, this ain't working for me. I want to like, you know, four or five times in two months. Like, this ain't working. I ain't really making no bread. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and he tried to make his peace. He's like, I'll give you a new truck. You know, this I like, you know what? Now nah, I'm kind of done. Um, I'm just going to turn the truck back in. I'll just lose out on the 5000 It is what it is. So, I ended up turning the truck back in. And I found another company that was doing, as I was doing this, you know, owner operator, I found a company that was doing a lease, full maintenance lease, where I ain't got to worry about maintenance. But oh. it's still, you know, it's a lease deal, but I would never own the truck, pretty much. It right, was a right, deal right. through Ryder and Penske. So I would never own the truck, but they take care of all the maintenance. Right. So yeah. I did that. I know a couple yeah. of companies who do that, too. That's is it a little bit expensive, though. Right. You know, but. You know, you start you start you start getting like uh, what do you call it? Experience. Right. And you start seeing things. What you did with this company and this company. How much you paid insurance and like, all that. I like how you were able to like. Like you didn't throw in the towel. You were like, all right, well, this didn't work, but let me look. I'm gonna this. go a different route. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's my see my care. I, I don't want to give up on anything. The things, the so much I have been through. You know, with, with the felony and all that and. And, and all that it had to me I had to like work as three times as hard as the average person right because nobody yeah. was handling me nothing so I had to go get it right. you know and I had to figure ways to you know talk to people and you know and get in you know get in and talk to people and you know it was just different ways I had to figure out how to do do things right. you know at same time I'm still doing parties and stuff like that all this through all this I'm still doing parties so you still that was still kind of like your little, your little side hustle too on the side that, that was a side hustle yeah right, I was still right. doing the parties you know still winging it you know so so I was still doing the parties and um at the same time doing the trucking and I'm trying to still figure my way out in the trucking before I put all my eggs in one basket so um I'm at this company out of, like I said I was at doing another uh, full maintenance lease it was a company out of Montana I flew out there, you know, did their orientation, got the truck from my, out of Montana, started working for them. Everything was pretty cool with them. I actually, I was probably one of the better companies. And um, it was pretty cool. I was making money, you know, and um, this is when I started some things in there. I started wanting to change around. Like, I was still getting dispatched, and I wanted to, be, I wanted to do my own dispatch. So right, I wanted right. to pick my own load. So, so I wanted to get experience with that. So you started like figuring out the other parts of trucking that basically makes a trucking company and stuff like that. Yeah, how to make money, you know, right. rather than somebody showing me how to make money, I want to learn on my own. Right. right. So, so, this- so Calvin, at this point, so I know you said at first you were it was, you had to have like an LLC. So now that you're with this trucking company, are you still having like the LLC, or is or is it different setup now? Well, let's rewind. Let's rewind back because I think I forgot. I actually, I started my LLC when I was a company driver at J.B. Hunt. Okay. And, you know, I started my LLC, you know, back when I first got into the J.B. Hunt, I already had my LLC set up. So so when I did jump over, everything was already set up. Because when you start going into the, like, lease and trucks and stuff like that, you got to put that stuff in your business, man. Okay, I thought so. In case of accidents and stuff like that, you know, you don't want to get, you don't want that having your personal name. Right. Stand up like that. Yeah. Lawsuits and such and Will such. Will you such. also explain, like, what... Um, I feel like we have understanding because Aaron's a trucker, but like what an owner operator is compared to, to compared to so if someone says a they're a truck no 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 if someone says they're a truck driver but someone says they're an owner operator truck driver I feel like it's two different I mean it's the same thing but it's two different like, it's just, one has their own business but will you kind of explain like the role of being like an owner operator owner operator somebody has their own business they set up with it they got an LLC or an incorporation and they uh. They have they pay expenses. They pay truck payment. Uh, they pay for their own fuel. Um, they they take pretty much they take care of everything but the trailer. Um, there are own operators that have their own truck and trailer, like I do. But right. that's something you know. 
I mean, they say I'm on operator. They pretty much just saying, yeah, I got my own truck. I got my own trailer or whatever. I got my own authority. It can mean a couple of things. And do they um, find their own routes? Like, do they find their own? Their own not, not, every, not everybody. Because you can say I'm on operator and you can be leased onto a company. Okay. You know, um, but you have your own truck. You have the power unit. You know, owner-operator can mean various things. Um, it just it just depends what type of owner-operator you are, you know, because there's, there's a couple of different ways you can, some people would say it, and they could be leased onto a company using their numbers, and their authority general, numbers. In general, do owner-operators make more money since they have the truck? If they know their numbers. <laughs> some people don't know their numbers. You know, you don't know your, your profit loss in monthly if you don't know what states to run at, you don't know how to calculate uh, MPGs, miles per gallon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know how to run a business, then, you know, you can end up be failing. So you, you had know? to learn, so, uh, so you had to learn all that, right? Yeah, I had to learn everything. I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to do it. I had to learn. That's why I did the, I did the proper steps, so I didn't jump into buying my own truck at the dealership. I mm-hmm. did the lease deal right. and right. learn how to do it. That way I can walk away from it if I didn't like it. Right, right, you know? right. So I had to figure if I like it or not, well, for me to put an investment on a truck, you know, that you got stick with, just like a car. You know, you go to dealership, you buy a car, you can't get a car back. Right, right. You know, unless, it, you know, something happens, it blows up or whatever the case may be. But, you know, so, that wasn't the case. So the second time around when you were leasing, is that when you start, is that when you figured out this is, you know, you learned more, you figured this is what I want to do? Like, how did that go? Well, the second time I did the leasing, so I was doing a full maintenance lease, and they had a they had a uh, program going on. It was a uh, they was talking to me about a program. It was like, hey, we'll give you thirty five hundred dollars, uh, thirty five hundred dollars to go get your own truck. I'm like, like, what do you, I was like, what do you mean thirty five hundred dollars? I can go get my own truck. Right. Like, yeah, we'll give you thirty five hundred dollars. Go get your own truck. It's not tied to us. It's your truck. You do what you want to do. You can take the truck and leave or whatever. Mm. I'm like, all right, well, let me see the details about it. You know, you're telling me, you know, I don't want no scam or nothing like that. So everything, right. I looked through it, everything was legit. They was like, okay, you get $3,500. I'm like, okay, well, most of these places, they want $5,000. So all I need to come up with $1,500 mm-hmm. and I can have a truck. Um, so what ended up happening was uh, I did the deal. Um, they was like, go find a dealership that you like that has a truck that you want in you know, go through the process. So I found this dealership called uh, MHC Kenworth out of mm-hmm. Missouri, right. Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and um, they had a truck that I liked. And uh, so what I ended up doing was end up getting that truck. It was $5,000 down. They gave you $3,500, like you said. And um, I had to come up with $1,500, which I did. You know, and it's five thousand. I got my first truck. This is how I got my first truck. Right, it was a right. white, a white Kenworth, um, a white T six eighty Kenworth. So, uh, what ended up happened was, um, so I was officially an owner operator with my own truck right then and there. I wasn't right. doing this was monthly payments. Just switched from weekly payments to monthly. Payments. Right, right. I was making monthly payments, which like signified that I was like owner operator official because I was making monthly payments now. Right. I won't make no weekly payments for a truck. So I got my first truck. Um what happened? I did a uh so they wanted thirty five the deal was you gotta pay the thirty five hundred dollars back. Mm-hmm. Um but I could take the truck wherever I wanted. So what happened well I was thinking about it, I was like, man, they taking a hundred dollars out a week to pay that payment back. I was like, uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get her Pay them back ASAP, you know. Exactly. So what I said, so like, yeah, exactly. I can't, I think they dragged up for like six months or something like that. I was like, I don't want to be tired with them for six months. I'm trying to make moves. So what I did was, I found a guy. The guy was, it was a guy on Facebook who was kind of like doing the same. Nobody was talking about doing stuff like this. I pretty much, you know, they, I was like the only guy, in my opinion, I was the only guy on Facebook actually talking about trucks and by, by age range and doing the, you know, on operator stuff like that. Right, right, right. That I know of. But, um, so I, this guy, I seen this guy, he was talking about the same thing and he was going through the steps and he was trying to figure out how he get his own truck and all this. And, um, he, and what happened was, I'm not going to disclose his name because we had a, we had a falling out. Okay. But, uh, 
we um we linked in. We linked in, and I was like, oh, let's run teams. We got teams. I'll end up paying the thirty five hundred dollars back in a month. Wow. And um, we ran teams. We was going from coast to. This was my first time going from coast to coast. We would go to California. We would go to Oakland, San Francisco, San Diego. Um, we was out in Vegas messing around. We was just doing our thing with the truck. But the truck was having a lot of issues. We had a, as soon as I took the truck off the lot, when I bought the truck the first day, the second day, I was in the shop already. I was like, nah, we, this ain't going to work. So this when I got into legal issues. I got into legal issues with, with the, with the dealership. I'm like, y'all sold me a little truck. We're going to have a problem, you know? So, you know, I'm not, I'm not losing out on this. Right, right. So, they was like they ended up, I had them end up so we was going back and forth with that with that truck and uh what happened was uh I ended up the truck was in the shop like I don't know, at least once a week. <laughs> God, I was in the shop like every week. Like and they ended up I was like, Look, I'm not paying this bill, man. Y'all gonna have to pay this bill. They end up I paid the first bill, which I shouldn't have. But they ended up paying all the other bills. I was like, Look, we're not doing this all day, man. Look, we don't, like I'm either gonna take y'all to court or we wanted to figure something out. And they didn't want to go to court at all because they already knew what time it was. Because right. I was at them so hard. And then started talking to the president, the CEO of the Kenworth dealership. I had his actual phone number. I still got his phone number. <laughs> and um, I went, I, that's how far I went with it. I went right. all the way to the top of the ranking. Like, look, y'all gave me a living truck, man. And, you know, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't how it's going to work. Pretty much. Right. So, um, they was like, what do you want us to do? I'm like, this is this is my problem. <laughs> Give me a truck that <laughs> works. <laughs> exactly. That's what he that's what he said. That's what the CEO said. He was like, So this is so what do you want to do? I was like, um, either y'all take that truck back, y'all take the truck back and give me a new truck, or y'all just take y'all just pay for the whole truck and I'll just walk away with it. Walk away with uh, you know, with nothing. And uh pretty much I was like, Well, can y'all give me another truck? He was like, um, let me let me talk to let me talk to some people. Let me talk to the general manager at uh, Springfield, Missouri, and uh, see what's coming up. I was like, look, you got like two hours though. You know, <laughs> I put a time limit on, like, right. I was like, you got like two hours to give me a call back. He's like, okay, okay, okay. So he ended up calling me back. He was like, look, we got this truck. It's just the truck I got now. We got this truck. Um, uh, limited edition, everything on it, APU. It got a APU on it, got a Cummins engine in it. I mean, this thing was loaded. Right, right. I was like, all right. He was like, um, because I'm in, um, I'm in Atlanta at the time, and the truck is in Missouri. Right. And um, they gave me what they end up doing. They actually gave me a day cab. Gave me a day cab. Like, look, I'm an OCR. I'm gonna do with a day cab. <laughs> you know. Um, I had a day cab. Now I was actually driving illegally, but at the end of the day, I had bills to pay. Right. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Right, right. So I was driving illegally. This is they, all this happened around Christmas. So I, man, I got man. Christmas. <laughs> I got Christmas kids. You know, I ended. You know, I was going through it. Right. You know, um, so I ended up. You know, I had a day cab leasing on. I mean, I was still uh, uh, the, the dealership MAC Kenworth. They gave me a day cab to rent while I, while the other truck process was working. Right. So I ended up. Uh, I was like, look, I'm not going to Missouri. I can't go to Missouri with a day cab. <laughs> Ain't no way. Right. You know? Uh, so what y'all going to do? He was like, all right, we'll transfer the truck to you in Atlanta. And um, and you just turn back to uh, the day cab in, in Atlanta. I was like, I was like, all right. So I ended up getting the truck. We did the deal, did the paperwork or whatever. And the whole time we had to fall out with the, the team driver. I was going, uh, and we'll see eye to eye and all this. We were trying to get his authority and, it just, I mean, you know, it just won't work. Right. So, uh, we had it falling out. We went our separate ways. Um, cause he, I think it was also around Thanksgiving or something like that. He left the truck in Texas. I had to drive my first, I had to go get a rental car to go pick the truck up in Texas cause it was in the shop while he went home for Thanksgiving in Georgia. And at right then and there, I was like, man, this ain't gonna work, man. You know, <laughs> um, you can't work with everybody. Right. Yeah, he can't work with everybody. It is what it is. So that was another thing that I didn't like about what he did. He left the truck in Texas. Now they go get a rental car to drive all the way to Texas and pick it back up. Um, so, but anyways, so we had that falling out, and I ended up getting the blue truck, which is the one I got now. 
And um, so you ended up getting the truck with all the bells and the whistles. Yeah, I ended up getting the truck. So um, it, I actually it, won that. It seems to me like all every th- every time something goes wrong for you, or you know, it seems to you come out even better. That, yeah. yeah. You said what was that? I said when things tend to go wrong or have gone wrong, it seems like you've come out even better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, it's everything I did was it was just me. Like I said, you know, it's just me. I ain't got no. I'm, my parents ain't helping me. You know, this is my thing. You know, uh, I'm not married or anything like that. You know, most time you see truck drivers, they get they married. Or owner operators, they got a business. They married. Right, right. Um, in my case, nah. Uh, you know, uh, it's just me. So there was no going back. You know, I, I won't go back in the company driver. And, you know, at this point, like, it was kind of like my own boss. I got tired of the whole somebody tell me what to do, somebody tell me when I can go on vacation, especially in the trucking world. As a company driver, yeah. <laughs> most of the time, they tell you you got to wait a whole year to get a week off. I'm like, man, nah, uh, yeah. we're not doing that. I ain't saying that's everybody, but the jobs I had, you know, you had to wait a year to get one week off. I'm like, you need more than a week off from doing this. Exactly. Especially like <laughs> so now, all this work. So now you have your truck, and so it sounds like you got, like, your, your business up and running. So, like, what's your day-to-day life like now with the business? Well, see, I still ain't, I didn't have my authority yet. So I was, I had my own truck. Yeah, I had my own truck, but I was still leasing on to a company. Okay. So... Pretty much, they're taking care of all my insurance and, you know, if the taxes, um, stuff of that nature, you know. So, pretty much, they're like uh, the company, when you're leased on, you have the power unit, which is the truck. But basically, you're leased on to a company using their trailers, which they take out weekly, and you pay a weekly fee to use their trailers. And, you know, like I said, the IFTA and insurance and, you know, ELDs and stuff like that. So pretty much the, the company's still helping in a way. Right. But you're still running your own business. So is that so, the situation you're in now or that's how it, how it was? No, I'm not in that situation. Um, I'm I'm totally by myself now. I don't have a, nobody helping you, nothing. Okay. Now, what I what I do now is I have my own authority now. Nice. I have my own DOT numbers. You know, you see on every side of the truck, they got DOT numbers. Right. Um, DOT numbers inside of the truck. I got my own DOT number, which means I'm totally independent. There is no, there is no company helping me. I pay for my own fuel. I got my own fuel card. I got my own ELD. Uh, they got my all this stuff got my name in it, my my business name in it. Right. So everything I pay for everything. Um, I got my own trailer. I bought a trailer. I, I switched back to a refrigerated trailer. Okay. Um, so I run reefer because I. I was going to drive in. I felt that when I did, got my own authority, the reefer was more money because everybody got to eat, right? Right, right, right. So that ain't going to never, especially a time like this. For example, for a time like this, everybody got to eat. Right. So yeah. the reefer business ain't never going out. Right. So that's why I went and got my own, I went and bought my own trailer um, from my dealership. I got a good deal on that. Um, so, so I got my own truck, it, I got my own trailer. How does it feel to have went from you know, working at like in the warehouse. Well, for, actually, from working at like like what was it, Captain George, Captain, Captain D's, <laughs> to you know doing yeah, yeah, doing to like some manual, you know, warehouse to then working for Coca Cola and then you know just just like how you feel that, about yeah, like, where you at right getting, now, getting elevated to now this level of having like all of it is your own and like you are your own boss. Like how 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 does that feel for you? That's the best thing I ever did. Um. Yeah, it was it, it was some things I went up to, I went through a lot of things. You know, that was you know, but that was part of trial and error, you know. But right. as far as somebody help as far as somebody that's trying to do it, I can help them skip a whole lot of steps that I went through. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, that it feels great, you know, um, running your own business. You have it it has its ups and downs, but every business does. It ain't right. easy, you know. <laughs> but uh it feels the best I think it was the best move I had. Yeah, we just any, still we we still growing. Any words of advice you would give to you know people who are in your situation who are whether it be truck driving or any type of like they're bu- they're building from the ground up, you know. So anything, any advice you would give that you learned from your journey? Credit, credit. You maintain your credit. 
<laughs> if you man your credit, you can pretty much do anything. level up. Yeah, anything. Um, That's true. Credit is probably the biggest biggest thing in business. Actually, now I don't. I, don't, I barely even use my personal credit. I got business credit. Right. Um, so, you know, business credit comes a long way too. It took me a while to build a business credit up um, without using a personal guarantor. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would say from listening to everything you have to say, a big lesson or um, just something that seems to stick out a lot about your story is uh, not being afraid of, yeah, not being afraid of obstacles because you had a lot of obstacles that you had to overcome. Yeah, you got to not be afraid to uh, take risk. I wasn't a big risk taker. Um, I was kind of, I was, because Virginia, in my opinion, a lot of people, you know, this is just my opinion though. Um, a lot of people that's from Richmond are very complacent, yeah. very content of what they do. They don't want to, they don't want change. They don't want, you know, they just want to keep, they just want to make a check every week, pretty right. much. Right. Uh, they I live, think, yeah, I, I would mean, say, I think that's seven, just a lot of people. Yeah. I think that's just people, yeah. Yeah, just, it was just different when I moved here. Like, it won't, like, you know, when growing up in Texas and stuff, even though I was younger, but I still remember, like, a lot of people, you know, it was just doing big things. Right, when right. I got here, it was just, Mellow. you know, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like everybody just, you know, just work and retire at 65. I was like, I ain't doing that. You right. know? Well, I won't, that won't the move. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Wait to 65 to enjoy my life. Right. You know, so that was pretty much, you know, my parents, they, they well, my mom retired. She just retired like, I don't know, last year. So I was like, you know, she up there, I was like, I don't want to do it like that. So I got to change the course mm-hmm. of my generation. So especially my kids, my two boys. So I don't want them going through what I had to go through. Right. I don't want to be able to, you know, have something to pass down. Right. So, exactly. Uh, what do you see yourself working towards in the next decade? So now we're, 20, we're in year 2020. Like where would you want to see your business and see yourself come 2030? Oh, uh, Trucking, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I still don't want to put my eggs. Repeat that. Trucking. Repeat that for me. I, I, yeah, I don't want to put my all my eggs in one basket with trucking. Mm-hmm. I want to just do enough to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm working on some other things, investing my money, you know, the other stuff. You know, I started getting into stocks a little bit, and um, you know, working out, you know, a plan A, plan B. Plan C, you know. So you work on that multiple streams of income. It sounds like. Yep, exactly. So I'm looking at other things, different things that I like to do that I want to put put my money into. You know, I just don't want to be out here just putting money in something I don't know nothing about. So, you know, I just you know I've been working at some different things. You know, as far as uh, it's other stuff in trucking outside of the actual trucking that you know um that you can do. Right. You know, I did I did start up a uh another business that I didn't mention. Um, it just started up back in uh, 2019. December, I started that business. I did start another business, a logistical business, oh, which so is uh, a brokerage. I started a brokerage. Okay. Um, well, I have to get you on. Um, get you on again. Uh, on next season, next one. season of a podcast, 2021, to get you to talk about that. Yeah, just, I haven't really kicked it off yet. I've just been kind of, I've been working on this over here because I'm ready. I'm in the process right now hiring uh, drivers. Nice. Um, well, well I, I'm not hiring company drivers. I'm hiring owner operators. See, I use owner operators to run my business. Right. Guys that have their own trucks, and I provide the trailers. Nice. You know, that way, I figure that way, um, I ain't got to worry about nobody tearing my truck. <laughs> right, 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 so, right. So, you know, so I use owner operators. They come in with their own trucks. I give them a trailer. And um, they pay for insurance. My, they use my insurance, and you know it comes out. They sell them, and they use my field cards or whatever. Right. They need, and it comes out. They sell them. Nice. But um, that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Is the hiring process, but the pandemic that's happening right now is kind of putting a hold on that because I can't get plates from right. DMV because DMV is closed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like, but that's that's the only hold that that's pandemic is happening for me right now but um the business still rolling we still, right. still making money so still, if, any uh, very the, busy. if any of the listeners have um like 
questions about that they Any have for you about trucking or about getting business started in this industry. Or even working for you. Yeah, or even working for you. Is there a way they can contact you? Yeah, you got my email. Um, give me my email. I got a couple emails. I just tell them to hit me up on my uh, business email so uh, it don't get lost in my regular email. Okay. And that's info. Oh, info at coolbreezehauling.com. Okay. Say it for me one more time. You know, info, I-N-F-O, at coolbreezehauling.com. Coolbreezehauling. Cool, cool Breeze Hauling. And uh, pretty much, they can hit me up on that. They got information, they want information about, you know, whether it's just general trucking or uh, where to go. I, I help a lot of people, uh, you know, as far as getting the CDL, where to go. Uh, what to do after you get to CDL, what company, best companies to go. I got all the information, you know, where to go, OTR-wise or local, what you can do local. Um, a lot of females hit me up about trucking. A lot of females come in the industry hit me up about trucking. Um, generally, they can't do the, the Coca-Cola stuff, you know, right. so they have to go OTR, yeah. you right. know, because I don't know any companies locally hire females, you know, which is... is it's, it's bad, but you got to get experience. Yeah. And a lot of females are not going to do that Coca-Cola work. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, trust um, me, that Coca-Cola, Pepsi, the beer, any of that yeah, they, store-to-store they type work, that's some hard work, man. That's hard work. Yeah, so they, they pretty much, generally I tell them, hey, you got to go over the road. But they be like, okay, I got kids. I'm like, that's something you got to figure out. You, you got your CDL. I don't, I don't want people to think they get the CDL as a female and they can go straight to be local. Right, it don't work like that. You got to get some experience, and uh, unless you find some guy, you know, that's, that's just out here winging it, being illegal, you know, that's up to you. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, I'll just tell you, you know, I tell you, you know, kind of consult, you know, what which way to go, you know, and that's just I speak my piece on it. That's it. <laughs> but you know, I help a lot of people out. You know, I be I be boofing off on Facebook, and then I be about. <laughs> It's all funny games, you know, at the end of the day. And I don't like to be. Right. You know, anybody can hit me up about anything about trucking-wise, entrepreneurship, uh, business. I, don't, I talk a lot about credit a lot. Uh, business credit, how to get that. Um, and stuff like that. Anything okay. in general, you all know. Right. All right. So this next part of the show, all right, we do a little game. It's called. We like to end on a little fun note. On a little fun note. It's called Would You Rather... And this or that, all right? So we're going to ask you a few questions. Would you rather... Would I rep? Yeah, and then we'll ask you a few questions, this or that. All you right. said, would you rather, and what was the other part you said? This or that. Well, and well, that's the oh. title, yeah. Yeah, that's the title of the, the oh. actual segment of the show. And But, all right, so... All right, so I'll start with would you rather. All right, Calvin. Would you rather be quarantined with unlimited food at home or be quarantined on an island? Maybe Hawaii. Um, quarantine on an island. Quarantine on an island. I would agree with that. All right. All right. And I'm going to do uh, this or that. Um, all right. So this, Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. All right. Okay. I, I'm I'm big on YouTube too, man. All I do is watch YouTube. Yeah, we watch too much information. <laughs> too much information on that. Right. Free game. <laughs> Free game, exactly. <laughs> Would you rather be the smartest person in the world or the best athlete in the world? Smartest person. Smartest person. Okay, okay. I can respect that. I can respect that. All right, so I'm a I'm gonna give another this or that. All right, Apple or Android. Apple. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's so simple. <laughs> I would agree. And would you rather never use social media again or never watch another television show again? Uh, that's a tough that's one. Tough one. <laughs> um, I guess uh, not social media. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. Yeah, I, I don't I, I, I can do without social media on a regular I mean, we, we lived without social media at one point in our lives. So. <laughs> <laughs> see, we have to see y'all if y'all married. At some point, if, you know, you got you to gotta chill out. Social <laughs> 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 media. Okay, well, uh, that's true, too. Social media ain't going to be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right, so all right, yeah, tell but, me, tell me what's worse, bro, washing dishes or doing the laundry? What's worse? Yeah. Um, uh, I need doing laundry. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I would say dishes for sure. Yeah, that's that's the problem we be having. I got dishes I got to do now. <laughs> oh, see, I don't even. Yeah, I keep I keep plastic plates, especially because of kids. Yeah. yeah, they be they eat a lot, so I'm not about to. Be, oh, well, I got this. Actually, I got this. It's kind of like yeah, they age now. Like, so y'all gonna start cutting grass. I'm gonna be doing a lot. Yeah. Right. All right, Calvin. Well, it's been fun. Thank you so much for being on the Ground Up podcast, and we enjoyed learning from you and talking with you. And um, and I look forward to seeing where you go. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we just, like I said, we continue to grow. You know, we're just going to, you know, do our thing, you know. That's, that's right. That's right, man. Thanks All right, again, stay man. safe out here. All right, thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Help us build this podcast from the ground up. Subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend who can relate. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. The Ground Up Podcast.